Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Seth Askelson. Thank you for joining me here on Locked on Coyotes. We're back after the Thanksgiving weekend. We appreciate you tuning back in. It's a late Monday night for you, uh, whether you listen to this uh, late on Monday or early Tuesday morning. We're glad you could tune in as um, the Arizona Coyotes are now into the month of December, just like the rest of the league. A lot of games have happened since we've talked last. Uh, the Coyotes have played three games in that time. We'll take a quick look at all of those games. Uh, again, pretty uh, relatively short, not maybe as in-depth um, in terms of each game as we normally would here on Locked on Coyotes. Um, take a look at that. Coyotes play uh, tomorrow, actually, in Columbus, so that's coming up as well. And then... Um, Again, look around the league. It's uh, been a pretty busy week uh, after Wednesday. I mean, even on Wednesday. Again, usually NHL schedule looks pretty heavy uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays. Um, the Thursday holiday, it's always that that way this time of year. Um, a lot of games happening in a, a short amount of time. I think the schedule is going to balance itself back out a little bit for everybody, really. And uh, we'll take a look at uh, all those games and the impact on the standings is, uh, again, though, Coyote-centric podcast. We'll take a look at what the Coyotes have done in the last week or so. Um, again, played Anaheim, won in a shootout 4-3, a game that the Coyotes ultimately had to come back from. Christian Dvorak scored two goals in regulation, scored the shootout winner. Um, in Vegas, the Coyotes played a game that I wouldn't say they were dominated the whole time, but it was a game that felt felt weird, right? If you watch that game, I think it was one where you saw the Coyotes get outplayed for a good stretch of that first period. Then they kind of turned the momentum around, got a goal uh, from Jacob Chikrin on a gorgeous shot over the shoulder of Malcolm Subban, the goalie that the Coyotes uh, really took advantage of the last time the Knights and the Coyotes hooked up uh, in Glendale. Um, but Subban was sharp this time around. And he got the better of the Coyotes as that game ended in a shootout with Alex Tuck scoring the game winner. Tuck had a fantastic evening, or uh, afternoon, should I say, on Black Friday. And then uh, maybe the most uh, disturbing game of them all from the week, the Coyotes scored two quick goals. And after that, um, the Sharks took over. The Sharks scored the last four goals of that hockey game, it was Nick Schmaltz at 133, Derek Stepan at 212 for the Coyotes. After that, Couture, Gambrell, Meyer, and then Couture again on the empty net as the Sharks came back to beat the Coyotes. That was their 11th win in 13 games. So uh, all in all, they split the week, right? They they go um, in terms of. Those three games, they go uh, three out of six points, which isn't miserable per se, but um, for a team that I I think is really looking to to take that next jump forward, um, it's it's interesting, right? I think it's a team that really needs to to look at themselves and and say, you know, hey, this is this is where we're at, you know, and, and find a way to, to win those division games and to really start to pull away from some of those teams. And these are teams that are 
trying to catch the Coyotes in the standing, right? I mean, again, when you're the second best team in the Pacific Division, um, fighting for that top spot, of course, everybody's coming after you. But um, San Jose, again, a team that's on fire, won uh, 10 out of the last 12 coming in. Um, that's just a hard train to slow down, especially with the talent the Sharks have. Uh, but a game against the Knights where uh, you're playing your backup goalie, or you're playing against their backup goalie, should I say, and a guy who struggled the last time the Coyotes played him, and against a team the Coyotes really had um, really had their way with uh, the month prior, and uh, difficult pill for the Coyotes to swallow there. Again, Malcolm Subban, don't take anything away from him. He played a phenomenal game. Um, you know, as a Coyotes fan, you're probably thinking that, you know, you'd rather him pick a better time to have a, a comeback game, but good for him, right? Like the Subban has had, had kind of his ups and downs in his career. He, uh, drafted by Boston originally lost in the expansion draft, uh, to Vegas. That first year when Marc-Andre Fleury went down, Subban had to step up a little bit and the, the Knights ran through the kind of those five goalies for a little bit, kind of that running joke there, which goalie's next. And um, during that magical first season for them, um, and then last season, Subban just had a really hard time, couldn't be that that backup that they needed, and um, didn't start out too well this year, but uh, good for him to get that. But if you're the Coyotes, got to take advantage of those situations. And even just having to go to overtime with the Ducks, a team that really struggling, really having a hard time finding their game, not too encouraging, but... Um, for the Coyotes, you know, it's it's one of those things where, yeah, I, you'd like to to win those games. You'd like to to play a lot a lot more solid, especially in that Sharks game. Um, but you do get three out of six points, and now you get a chance to wipe the slate clean, right? Like November was such an odd month for the Coyotes when you just kind of look at what happened. It seemed like November was a long month from a standpoint of you know, where this team was at, Um, you know, they started out the month uh, beating the Avs, beating the Oilers, and having a a 3-1 to lead on the Flames uh, before ultimately falling to them, but after they lose to the Flames in overtime, they lose to the Blue Jackets and then the Wild, um, all in that same week, and uh, you wonder, okay, is this team back on the downswing, then the next week they go out and and shut out the or uh, beat the back the back to back Stanley Cup champions on consecutive nights on the road. Um, then you're like, okay, this team looking pretty legit. Then you go lose to Minnesota, which I think at some point you just chalk up to Minnesota has the Coyotes numbers. That, that that's just the way it is sometimes. Then the Coyotes come home and, and shut out Calgary and Los Angeles, and you think they're back on the upswing, and then um, lose to Toronto. You know, okay, that you know, in special circumstances, nonetheless. Um, then they come back or go to Los Angeles again that they got absolutely outplayed in um, in every facet except the final score. Um, beat the Kings three to two. Came home. We're winning in the third period against McDavid and the Oilers. Ultimately losing the shootout. Uh, two days later, beat the Ducks in the shootout, and then again, obviously, uh, Friday and Saturday did not fall their way. So kind of an odd month for the Coyotes a chance to wipe the slate clean. And, and really in their, their last few games, um, since that Toronto game, uh, only uh, only two wins. Only two wins in that time. And and a team that 
is trying to make the playoffs, trying to make that next step. That's two wins in the last six games. Um, but I, I think the most important part, uh, for them at least, is um, they're 2-2-2, two, two, and two, right? The, the two regulation losses to Toronto and San Jose, uh, two shootout losses to Edmonton, and uh, the Knights, and then the regulation win over the Kings, shootout win over the Ducks. So even when they are losing, they're finding a way to get points. Listening to the Coyotes radio broadcast, and I believe this was on Saturday as I was driving to the ter- Territorial Cup game, um, and I believe it was Luke Lipinski who made the, the good point, you know, in past years, or it might have been Bob Heathouse. Uh, both fantastic broadcasters, by the way, made a good point. Um, one of them did, I, and I apologize for not recalling who, but said, you know, in the past, it it felt like that when the Coyotes would lose those games, they weren't getting points. Well, they're getting the points now, so they're really benefiting from um, the system that, again, everybody has the same chance to benefit from it like that, but Coyotes are working hard getting those points that they need, but a chance to wipe the slate clean. So kind of a wacky month, but the Coyotes still find themselves in second place in the Pacific in December, which I think if uh, we talked at the beginning of the year and I said the Coyotes, um, wouldn't tell you how they're going to do it, but they're going to be second in the Pacific, only three points off the division lead. I think a lot of people uh, would have signed up for that. So uh, a good start for the Coyotes, uh, a start that uh, the fans would sign up for. And you know what else you fans can sign up for? You can sign up for DoorDash because you can treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners, which is you, can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. Once again, you, the listener, $5 off the first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. Are you listening on the go? Are you driving? Are you trying to fall asleep? No worries. Don't pick up your phone. Think about it tomorrow. If you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On Sports at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Again, all offers across your favorite Locked On Podcast um, shows, find all those offers at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Once again, LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. And the Coyotes heading towards uh, the Midwest as they head into Columbus. They were already there, had a, a practice today. At the Blue Jackets uh, practice facility. So the Coyotes skating in Ohio uh, as they begin their road trip, uh, a road trip that is important and I think is going to be a good measuring stick for where the Coyotes are. I think it's, a, again, a team that trying to find themselves a little bit, trying to see exactly what they are. They seem like a more defensive team, but um, we'll see, right? And I think this is really going to be this is going to test their will. Kind of a wacky month, but they're still in a good spot. And they're going to go on a road trip that historically has given them a little bit of trouble. Not necessarily the Columbus part, but uh, the two games uh, near the end of the week. The Thursday game at Philadelphia and the Friday game at Pittsburgh. As, uh, speaking of that Thursday game, a special announcement to uh, my friends over at Locked On Flyers. I'll be joining them for their fantastic episode that'll be on Thursday. We'll set up a time uh, to get on their show. Excited to talk with them as the Flyers uh, looking up right now. The Flyers look good. Uh, so again, I will be 
on Locked On Flyers, a, a Flyers team that's uh, rolling right now, four in a row. But we'll get to that in just a moment. We're going to talk about the Columbus Blue Jackets and, again, a road trip that's historically troubled the Coyotes. Uh, last year in Philadelphia, the Coyotes led a good chunk of that game and ended up losing. Um, and the Coyotes just can't win in Pittsburgh for whatever reason. It's a tough building, it's a tough trip, and it's against a, a lot of guys. But this is the time to strike, right? A team that doesn't have Crosby, uh, a little banged up, and again, not in any... Uh, again, the Penguins are the Penguins, right? Like, it's a team that's 10-3-2 at home. They don't lose at home. Uh, they have 32 points right now, but... Uh, and the reason is because they're 4-6-2 on the road. I mean, 10-3-2 at home is uh, phenomenal as... Uh, the only wild card team at the moment uh, to have 10 or more wins at home. Nobody in the Western Conference has those numbers. So uh, that'll be interesting to see the Coyotes, though. 8-3-3 three, and three on the road this season versus 7-6-1 and one at home. So uh, kind of eerily similar numbers. Again, if you remember the 2012 team for the Coyotes weren't necessarily the strongest team at home. They weren't, you know, deathly under 500 by any stretch, but... Um, they were a lot better road team in the Coyotes this year. 8-3-3, three, and three, they're picking up points, 19 points on the road. 19 of their 34 points on the road. So big road trip for them. Then they finish that up Sunday um, in Chicago So uh, before they come back home for a three-game set. Uh, but anyways, the Coyotes at this point of the season, I, I think this is where where they really start to, to make a statement, right? What is this team? Are they fighting? Are, are they back to, to what they had shown earlier? A good chance to get it started against the Blue Jackets. I think this is the perfect opponent for the Coyotes right now, and it's not that the Blue Jackets, you know, they're struggling, right? But I don't think it's that. I think it's a mix of the Coyotes want to prove that they're back, um, that they're not going to go anywhere, that the, you know, the first two months weren't a fluke, they're not going to fade and also that they want to get their revenge a little bit, I think. They had the Blue Jackets on the ropes, uh, and, and the Blue Jackets beat them back at home, kind of, again, in that weird stretch, and and the Coyotes are out to prove that uh, they're better, right? That they're better than the Blue Jackets, and um, we'll see. We'll see what the Coyotes can pro procure here out of that game. Uh, again, Columbus... Always a very well-coached team. I understand in the standings right now, not looking um, too bright as sit 12th place in the Eastern Conference, 26 points. Um, starting to fade just a tad out of the playoff picture. Again, early. We all know what the Blues did, but um, they have uh, 26 points. Pittsburgh has 32. So um, Columbus fading a little bit. They've uh, lost their last game, 5-4-1 of the last 10. So not horrendous by any stretch, but again, very middle of the road, very average. And um, when you take a look at their lineup, kind of similar in terms of, of point production, right? They don't have that guy that just jumps out at the page in you, your face. You know, Pierre-Luc Dubois leads the team in points with 18. Nyquist, uh, same amount as well. So they are the co-leaders. Wolenski, 16. Bjorkstrand, 15. Seth Jones, 15. So again... Not a team that has that that flashy guy, a guy that's going to, you know, be game-planned around, but they're such a, a well-rounded team. And um, so, I, you know, again, John Tortorella always has those guys ready to go, always has those guys uh, 
ready to play it. And I think that's why Tortorella has been able to stay around so long, right? You see some of these old school coaches and um, with all the abuse that's been coming out and, and all that, like there's a lot of guys that are, are speaking out. And I would say I'm a little surprised, again, for as fiery as John Tortorella is, he seems, again, and I think we all said this about Babcock and we all said this about Bill Peters and all that, but seems like a very good person at heart, right? Like he doesn't, to me, he comes off as, as tough on his players. Uh, they kind of bullied uh, Anthony Duclair a little bit, I thought, but uh, very tough, but uh, very understanding of his players. Again, um, people will speak out, and especially, you know, guys on his team right now, they're not going to say anything, right? Like their their jobs are on the line. And uh, again, not that I'm accusing him of anything. I think he's he's done a fantastic job. Anywhere he's gone, I, I know people have, you know, butted heads and, and things just haven't worked. But John Tortorella, one of the best in the business, he's going to have that team ready to go. Uh, we take a look at the Coyotes and you, and you talk about guys that don't necessarily jump off the page. I mean, the Coyotes have a lot of a lot of guys tallying points, right? Nick Schmaltz, 20 points. Dvorak, 18. Keller, 16. Goligoski, 16. Garland, 15. Uh, Kessel has 14. Like, this is a team that has guys that are, are contributing, but they don't have that guy that jumps off the page. So it's going to be a real grind amount matchup for the Coyotes. It's one that is easily winnable for them, but they have to come in with that mindset and, and, and stay focused and understand, you know, where they're at, what the situation is, build some momentum on this road trip. It's a good start though with Columbus, but again, Columbus beat them last time. So uh, they have to, the carries have to lock in, they have to, to strap it down. And um, it's a, an important start, a, a good starting place for a road trip like this, but very important to stay focused. And again, new month of December, wipe the slate clean and, and get things back rolling for the Coyotes. As we always do here on Locked On Coyotes, take a look around the NHL again. A lot of days off, we won't look at all those games. We will take a look at the standings, but we'll start with tonight's game. Monday night uh, is over uh, in the National Hockey League. Uh, start in Buffalo, the Sabres drop a seven spot on the New Jersey Devils. They take down um, the Devils, again, 7-1. to Jack Eichel, Jeff Skinner, Connor Sheary twice, as well as Aslan in the first period. So uh, a big first period for the Buffalo Sabres. Five goals, and then Victor Olsen, Yoki Haru add two more in the second. None in the third for Buffalo. That is all. They're scoring Nico Heischer, the only goal for New Jersey. The Knights, again, another fantastic outing by Malcolm Subban. As the Golden Knights beat the Rangers 4-1, to Alex Tuck scores twice in the first period. Riley Smith, Max Pacioretty each score a goal in the second period. Brendan Lemieux, the only goal scorer for the New York Rangers. Head over a little bit further west to Detroit, where the Islanders place four goals on Jonathan Bernier. Uh, Anders Lee, uh, Beauvillier in the first period. Eberle scores a goal in the second and the third period. Dylan Larkin, the only goal scorer for Detroit. Detroit now 20 losses in regulation on the season 23 in total. Uh, Patrick Kane on a, a long point streak. That comes to an end tonight thanks to St. Louis. The Blues hang four in the United Center scoreboard as McEachern and Schwartz score in the first in the third period. Braden Shen and Tyler Bozak. And uh, battle of crosstown rivals. 
Ducks and Kings. The Ducks jumped out to a quick 2-0 lead uh, thanks to Derek Grant and Jakob Silverberg. Um, in the second period, uh, McDermott scored to cut it to 2-1. to Then Rowney not too long after that. 56 seconds to be exact, extended 3-1. to uh, Pogornak scored at 11.42 for the Kings of Portland 1. But Derek Grant, his second of the evening on an empty netter. Ryan Miller with the win there for Anaheim. So not too busy of a Monday night in the National Hockey League. Take a look at the standings here um, across the league. From pretty much the last week of action, again, since Wednesday, uh, in the Eastern Conference, we'll start there. Washington won the Islanders, too, and now Philadelphia jumps up into the third spot in the Metro. Philadelphia, 5-2-3. and three. They've won four straight. Again, the Coyotes play them on Thursday. Uh, I, myself, will be on Locked on Flyers. Hope you can listen in for that. Uh, to the Atlantic, Boston, 19-3-5. 43 points have yet to lose a... Game in regulation at home. Uh, have only lost three games in regulation. Again, all season, um, all those have come on the road. They've won seven straight. They're 8-0-2 in their last 10. So starting to pull away in the Atlantic just a tad. They are 12 points in front of the Florida Panthers, who have 31 points in 26 games, 6-4 and four in their last 10. A fantastic home record for them, 7-3-2. and two. Uh, Buffalo. Uh, they've been better as of late. They were kind of on a downslide. I think that early start helped them out a lot. They can kind of right the ship here. 4-4-2 uh, and two in their last 10, so 10 out of 20 uh, possible points. 8-3-3 three and three at home, too. So uh, Buffalo struggles haven't come at home, and uh, they've been playing a lot better as of late. They sit in third place in the Atlantic. The wild cards, 33 points for Carolina. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10. Looks like they got their groove back. And Pittsburgh, they're losers of two straight, but... Last 10, I've seen them uh, pick up a decent amount of points, 11 points to be exact. They have 32. And uh, you know, Toronto made that coaching change. It hasn't changed a ton. Still 4-6 and six in their last 10. They're trying to come off that six-game losing streak. They did win their last time out, though. They're at 30 points. Uh, and then this is uh, places uh, 10 through 13, all on one-game losing streaks in that order. Rangers, Montreal, Tampa Bay, Columbus. And again, from uh, after Toronto, the 10th place team, all the way down to the bottom on losing streaks. So 10 through 13 on uh, single-game losing streaks. Ottawa, just below Columbus on a four-game losing streak. They look like they could, um, again, not close enough to be technically in a playoff hunt, but they were uh, in the mix of the standings there, not uh, too far away, a four-game losing streak has kicked them down the standings a lot more. They sit with 23 points. New Jersey, they've lost uh, their last two, and they have 22 points. And the Red Wings, losers of their last eight, um, in regulation at least, 0-8-2 in their last 10 games. But uh, I think everybody in Detroit knows what that season is like. A lot lot of Coyotes fans understand that. But uh, for Detroit, something new for them. But... Good for them, right? Uh, it's it's the rebuild. They're finally embrace, embracing it. Uh, tough for some of the younger guys, but um, good chance for them to really hit the reset button, um, especially this season. Heading over to the Western Conference. Uh, Central, nothing much has really changed. St. Louis in first. Colorado, um, they're 7-3 and three in their last 10. Uh, winners of three straight. St. Louis has won four in a row, though. Uh, but Colorado... Uh, 42, uh, 34 points, uh, not too far out. They're eight points out 
of St. Louis and Colorado has played three less games. They got Miko Rantanen back, his first game, four points. So uh, Colorado uh, really looking unstoppable right now, but uh, somehow even more unstoppable once they get Gabe Landeskog back. Winnipeg sitting in third place, the only one point behind Colorado. Colorado or uh, Winnipeg, pretty impressive recently. Um, their back end has been a lot more solid than I thought it would be. Winnipeg 10-5 and five on the road, too. So uh, a team that I thought was going to struggle a little bit on the back end. Uh, very impressive, especially guys like Neil Pionk picking up um, kind of, uh, I wouldn't say, you know, it's not slack because that team has been playing hard. Uh, just kind of uh, what's been lost, right, for uh, Winnipeg. So Winnipeg, though, impressive. 7-3 and three in their last 10. They sit in third place in the Central. Looking at the Pacific, uh, Edmonton, Arizona are 1-2. Uh, before... Today's game started with San Jose in that third spot. Now with Vegas' win, they are in that third spot. They're 5-4-1 five and five, four and one in their last 10. They're winners of their last three. Uh, so right behind the Coyotes. The Coyotes' uh, chance to gain some more distance, though, tomorrow. If they can push themselves into a victory. The wild card spots occupied by Dallas, who has 33 points, 7-2-1 and one in their last 10. Uh, and San Jose, who's won 11 of the, out of their last 13. They have 31 points. Um, after that, Vancouver 4-5-1 and one in their last 10. Not pretty for them as they sit just outside the wild card spot. Same with Calgary. They have 34 uh, or 30 points excuse me, um, since Bill Peters has uh, was, uh, I don't know if he was technically fired. You wish uh, that was the case. I think he was allowed to resign. But um, either way, he's out of there. And Flames are winners of their last two since that happened. So. Not too bad for Calgary. They sit in uh, with 30 points as well, tied with Vancouver. Nashville, 28 points, 3-5-2 in their last 10. It's uh, tough to imagine what's going to get them turned around. All of a sudden, the Minnesota Wild, 28 points. Uh, they're winners of the last three. 6-1-3 uh, in their last 10. They've gotten points in nine of the last 10 games. So um, big time for Minnesota, a team that I thought was going to kind of crash into the bottom of the standings with Los Angeles, has turned it around. Anaheim did win tonight over the Kings. They are at 28 points as well. Chicago, 25 points. They've lost their last three. And then the Los Angeles Kings, 24 points. Again, I think the Kings would make the playoffs, but they're seven points out right now. The Kings haven't looked miserable. The only problem, 9-5-1 at home, impressive, right? Especially for what a lot of people thought this team was going to be. 2 10 and 1 on the road, though. That is, that's ugly and that is debilitating for them. Uh, same goes for the Wild, right? 7 1 and 2 at home. They've only lost one game regulation. 5 10 and 2 on the road. So, um, you got to think Minnesota cleans up uh, their road record. Los Angeles, even if they tidy up their road record, all of a sudden we're, uh, <laughs> it's pretty much a 15 team race to the playoffs. Uh, but that's where we stand right now. Again, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Um, we will most likely have post-game coverage. It's an early game, again, being in Columbus, so a 5 o'clock start for those of you in Arizona. Uh, so we'll most likely have post-game coverage of that. Again, don't forget, Thursday I'll be joining Locked On Flyers to preview the Coyotes-Flyers game. And uh, you want to follow me on Twitter? At SAskelson96. Once again, that is at S-A-S-K-E-L-S-O-N-9-6. Follow the show on Twitter at L-O underscore Coyotes. Once again, that is at L-O underscore Coyotes. Again, tomorrow, post-game coverage most likely, so you'll be on the lookout for that. Hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you for joining us here. And as always, we hope you stay locked on Coyotes.